Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. We're coming to you live <laughs> from the Guardian Game Studios, which just happens to be right next to the bathroom. Uh, this would have been the best time for one of your board sound effects. That's it. Yep, that's that, fine. That's that'll fine. do. Fine. That'll do. The moment has passed. I still look like a Bond villain because the moment has passed. But probably no. 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 But but that too. What? All things pass. Uh, thanks. There you go. Mm. Uh, what were we saying when Kate was like, we should be recording the show? I don't know now. That's why we should have been. Yeah, so morphine, you right? were talking about these different artists who messed up their eyes oh, right. Oh, right, by wearing glasses when they didn't need to be wearing them. And mm-hmm. I was confused. I was like, like, with already a prescription, how would you even get that? But I stopped myself short because I know... That you know, you used to be able to just buy him from a dude in a cart. He like had pre-made glasses, and he's like, just try some on yeah, until you, one works. Yeah, you could just get like you got like a side order of morphine drip with your milkman every morning. Oh, yeah, oh, I mean, like, it's kind of like the same thing at Walgreens, right? It's like it's it's old people self-medicating well, their I mean, eyes. It doesn't have like a, a phrase for that, but you just you just try well, know, different readers until you know it. Well, works. those are readers; those aren't prescription glasses. They could be prescription. They could be. I think that might be what he started with, were readers. Mm. But then he just screwed his eyes up. Yeah, that, that will Anyway, happen. this all started because we watched the Another One Bites the Rides the Bus scene of Weird. <laughs> and I was like, do you think Elton John had good eyes until he started wearing weird glasses too? Yep. That, that's, that's where all this And that led to Roy Orbison. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Uh, so what's actually on the docket for tonight? Uh, so, uh, well, we actually will be reviewing Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Mm-hmm. I uh, will have a uh, spoiler-free review of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and you know we'll pay our pay our our tribute to the great late Kevin Conroy. Yep. Wear yeah. the shirt just just for that. 
I don't have like any Conroy era shirts. Well, the, this this is one of those few things that I got like off of uh, T Fury. Right. It met my. I, I have a standard of you have to cross over certain things. You can't just be a oh, it's a cute shirt. It's like oh, it's the animated Batman, which right. I'm a fan of, but it's also in Lego. So it's no, I get it. Yeah, no, that totally works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, how did, uh, first off, how was everyone's weekend? Uh, I quit asking, how's your week going? Because it's Tuesday. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, mine was long, which made it good, but there was a lot of weird stuff that had to happen, which made it not so good and actually quite tiring. Weird including, stuff. Um, I've, I've got tests coming out, or I needed to have tests done, and that involved going going to you know like my local phlebotomist and like having a horrible whole using ordeal. a triple word score there heck yeah um the lab at the va is having problems and they ended up not taking me so then i had to hop over to ohsu where luckily they could get me in right away to withdraw 10 vials of my blood y'all 10 10 vials of blood i don't know but how many i know i went home and promptly took a nap well, I know when I get a blood draw, they take about six Oof. on average. I've never had more than like two, sometimes three vials. Maybe they take more the older you get because they have to run more tests. I mean, <laughs> I, I I did know that it was a long, yeah, quite terrible. the battery. It was a, the, the orders were 21 pages long. So I, I knew there Ooh. was going to be several tests. I just didn't anticipate 10 vials of my blood. Uh, and then I got rear-ended. Oh, that's right. What? <laughs> I, I, I was gently rear-ended um, trying to get back north after crossing the Ross Island Bridge. You know how you can't really turn left off of, what is that, Powell, technically? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right after you get off the bridge. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of like jig-jag around the blocks until you can get left onto that street. And at one of the stop signs on those side streets, I don't know what the bitch was doing, but she just like gently bumped into my car i mean not super gently i expected there to be damage um there wasn't anything wrong with my car she was super freaked out um but she was okay so we we walked away because you know young people with no money do not want to involve their insurance no not usually no especially nobody wants to involve the cops yeah no i've had to involve the cops here in the past few days so i'm also over it is this I'm sorry. Yeah, if you I want, need, you can probably. I need to. Yeah. yeah, if you angle it better, it's just going to be in the camera. That's fine. That's what all the cool kids do anyway. Ooh. Oh, Nightman. I just want to look like those like douchey, fancy podcast guys. You know? Well, we do. <laughs> uh, just with not as good lighting, which is on my anyway. So, yes, you can order the lights. That's fine. Oh, yes. Is this better? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. But now I really got to make sure that you're not. Yeah. Blowing out your eardrums. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is good. Everything is good. Well, I'm glad it wasn't a serious rare ending. Yeah, yeah. Um... Or was it? It was fine. Working. Everything processing. Was, this was always going to be the, the way with me. Um, sure. No, no. Everything was fine. I made it home safe eventually. After like grocery shopping and whatever else I had to do. And, and then I took a hard nap. Still slept like eight hours that night. 
Wow, man. Yeah. Last night. That was last night of my of my four day weekend. Ooh. Mm. Look at you. My my weekend wasn't four days. It was Friday, Saturday. Oh. Well, uh I think we talked about this last week. Veterans Day is a paid holiday for the diffraction company. Um, and then because I had been house sitting, I decided to take an additional fourth day off to really recover. Fair enough. No, that's what I would do if I could. I mean, I guess technically you're like, you're, you work from day off. You're a writer. You can, you're always, no, I'm always stressed out about not getting enough done is what yep. I'm doing constantly. <clears throat> do what you love and you'll never have a day off in your life. Yep. Because capitalism. Uh, yeah. How about your weekend cable? Uh, it was fine. I've forgotten what I've done. Whoops. I think Saturday I managed not to leave the house. Nice. That's always a good time. Yeah. I did all my running around on Friday. You know, grocery shopping. I went to the gym. Spoilers. Going to the gym on days that... Uh, or a government holiday and the kids are out of school, bad idea. Oh. Especially if your gym is a climbing gym that encourages children. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. You gotta... I was like, no, that seems weird. If you don't, if you can't dump your kids on the government for the day, then aren't you busy taking care of your kids instead of going to the gym? Yeah, you take your kids to the gym. Yeah. With you. Especially when it encourages Fuck kids. That. And oh, families. No. I the mean, gym is not for children. The Hell is gym, for children. The climbing gym is for children. There's an entire right. section that right. is for children. For yes, for so, that like, particular. I am a fan of there being children there. I just wasn't like I didn't think it through. So I got there and went well because I went last the Saturday before. I'm like because I have to try to find that third day because now I with my schedule change. Mm-hmm. So I went in on uh, not last Saturday but the Saturday before. It's like no, there's too many people. I I don't like this. So I'm like, I'll try Friday. Friday afternoon, that should be fine. And walked in, and it's wall-to-wall kids and went, oh, Veterans Day. Oh, yes. I dumbly tried to go to the phlebotomist on Friday, Mm -hmm. thinking, excellent, I'll get all my errands out of the way, and then I can enjoy the long weekend. Mm -hmm. Did not occur to me that non-emergency spaces are probably closed in a government funded hospital so that was a huge waste of time oh so you went on a monday no i tried to go on friday and didn't get it done that's why i went on monday oh still at the va and then i figured it out i got i got it handled you got all your pokins yes well they only only poke you the one i know yeah thank god i would not if you have not not if you don't have a very good uh or nurse that misses your veins over and over. Oh, and then I they know. do the under the skin digging. Have you ever had it where they're like, oh, I think we went through. Oop, I think we went too, too far uh-huh. out. Oh, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. I'm like, stop. I have notoriously hard veins to find, apparently. I get that from my mom's side. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why I have that vision. Boop, boop, somebody, boop, boop, I'm like, boop, you're, boop, you're, boop, you're violating my veins right now. Yep. Just stop it. Um, oh, yeah, I've had veins. a lot of really bad experiences. Um Mostly when I was uh, like in training in the army, I guess basic training facilities don't have the best medical technicians. Um, I also drank about half a case of coconut water during the weekend. So I was marginally less dehydrated than usual. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a big one is if you're dehydrated, they cannot get into your veins. Oh. They're just like desiccated little. Mine just like to hide. That's all. You know. Cool. I do remember though when I was in the hospital, I learned that I knew they were different on paper, but I didn't realize that arteries are one direction and veins are kind of like a two-way road. Mm. Um, Because one of the things they had to do to me was called the bubble test. And that's when they inject air into your veins. Because apparently everyone when they're born has a tiny hole in their heart separating the right and left sides. Mm -hmm. And apparently that closes up after like two weeks in almost everyone but not everyone. And that was a potential cause of my stroke. Oh, They're like, we want to work that out. We want to make sure it's not that. So a nurse is like shaking up this vial of like saline solution. It's getting all bubbly. Yeah. And she's like, okay, we're going to inject this in you. I'm like, um, every single television and movie show I've ever watched has told me that air bubbles will kill you. She went, oh yeah, in an artery, but we're injecting one of your veins. And granted, this woman's probably been doing this for 20 plus years, but there was a voice in my head that said, you should ask her if she's sure she knows what she's doing. <laughs> because it's scary when your whole life you're told, don't make sure there's not any bubbles in your needle um, because, you know, you could die. Yep. Mm-hmm. I always heard that. I, that that was how you killed people in movies and spy movies. So that is that one of the ways to do it? Yeah, they would do that. So hey, that that's you pretty cool. Just died from a heart attack, and they couldn't really trace it to anything. Right, right. but no. Although anyway, I think, that's I think not even it. in like in the real way that that can happen, it still needs to be there's like a there's a threshold. Uh, like if it and so if it's just the tiniest bubble of air, you're probably fine. It has to be X amount. Uh, for it to actually kill you. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't quote me on that. If you're, you know, having a laugh with your friends and injecting tiny air bubbles, I'm not a medical professional. Tiny air bubbles. <laughs> what do you think I get up to with people <laughs> on the weekend? Look, I just don't want to be liable if someone's like, well, Bean said a little bit of air bubbles is fair, fine. Fair. So we're going to do just a little bit of air bubbles. You think the kids are out there shooting some air? I, Dude, I, I don't know what the kids do anymore. Remember I, boofing? I, 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 I stopped trying no to understand it. Tide pods. Not boofing. It was um, butt chugging. Oh, that's been around for ages. I know. Oh, I don't know why you're pointing at me like that. Gross. Yeah, that's old news. Yeah. Yeah, you, you were just saying that, so I thought you were saying, like, don't, don't do that you on the weekends to me. And I'm like, why would you think? And then I realized, well, I came to your house with a giant syringe gun. So that's okay. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. See, so I, I I'm not judging anyone. I'm just putting the facts By the out way, there and, and giving my disclaimers. I want to point out that I aged myself because boofing used to be the term for inserting alcohol or drugs up the butt and it became butt chugging. Boofing's a, it still involves the butt, but. Okay. Not drugs. Unless you count vitamin D. Ah, I am a child. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. An idiot. Yes, and for folks on the other chat, I have removed hot girls here from, from the chat. Not that you know any difference from what I talk. Yep. You know, but. Oh, pizza. I made pizza on Saturday. Ooh, That's uh, that is noteworthy. I made, I made homemade deep dish pizza in a cast iron skillet. It's great. 
Ooh, nice. Uh, like pan and, style, yeah. where yeah. it's like kind of crispy but chewy and yeah. greasy. Yep. Um, I love that kind of pizza. That sounds good. Pepperoni, um, black olive, and onion. Mm. Mm. Oh, shit. I think I know what I'm going to have for dinner. I made fried tofu karage. That mm. also sounds yummy. Yeah. Not as good as it could have been, but I've learned stuff. Mm. Uh, oh, shit, that's right. You got Black Friday on, right? relatively coming up, huh? Yeah, next week. Whew. <laughs> sound like that guy, yeah, yeah. but like, where next the fuck Friday. did November go? No, it went by fast. Yeah, I feel like fast. like that. Normally, that's how October feels. That's not how October felt for me. November was like, what's about? It's gone. That's, is that your speed sound? What's about? I, yes, I, kind I of. feel like both of those months have gone by very rapidly. That's October fair. took longer for me because I was spending a lot, all those late nights working on stuff after mm. work work and all that. But yeah, yeah f- fucking November. <laughs> well, should we do a quick little, uh, you know, pay respects to Kevin Conroy? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Bean was as affected as Cable and I. I mean, I don't actively know a lot of his that's work fine. outside of Batman the Animated Series, which I did love. That that's, largely has been it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he did some stage stuff, but mainly like in New York, he was primarily a theater guy. Ah, yeah. see, and I like I wouldn't um, know that. I did also, know there, about all of his volunteer work. Yes, after nine eleven. So you probably heard the story about him cooking. Uh, and then they ask him to do the voice. When one guy's like, you sound familiar. And he's like, well, I'm the voice of Batman. The guy's like, whatever, fucking prove it. And he does the voice right there. You know, he's, yeah, I am the knight. I am vengeance. I am Batman. Mm. And he talks about how some other person in the room's like, oh, fucking hey, it is Batman. <laughs> um, so one thing I learned when he, I'm trying to think, um, I think it was when he was a guest on an early, early, Fat Man on Batman, when they were long-form interviews with Kevin Smith. I think there was like a one-year period where he was technically in school with Robin Williams and Christopher Reeves in, Ju- in Juilliard. At Juilliard. He yeah. was roommates with one of them. I think it was Christopher Reeves. Yep. Because Kevin oh, Smith wow. lost his mind about, the world's finest went to school together? Kind of thing. Yes, they yeah. did. Um, I remember that was one of the early factoids that I learned about him. Because mm-hmm. I'd never heard of him before... Batman the Animated Series. I hadn't either, yeah. Mm-mm. And that appeared, and it was great because he was like Batman and Bruce Wayne were two different people on that show. It yeah. was still just Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. but they were decidedly different in their speech patterns. And you could hear it when Bruce was letting his Batman show. Like, that's how good Kevin Conroy was at this character. And it was amazing to listen to him and go, who is this guy? How does he get this? Like, he's not doing what Keaton did. He is not doing what right. Adam West did. No. Um, he was very much his own Batman. Yeah. Um, even he talked about when he got the job, he was like, oh, Norm says he was roommates of Robin Williams. But I know he also went to school with Christopher Reeve. Yeah. At least a year, they all laughed over you know, Yeah, he knew both of them. They Like, it wasn't just Oh, they went to school together. It's like they knew each other at school. Yeah, so that's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he talked about it at a convention one time about how he only really knew. He's like, I didn't read the comics. I didn't watch the movies. He's like, nothing against him. And it just didn't. Mm-hmm. He's like, my only exposure to Batman was Adam West. He's like, so he's like, but I get the script and it's it's kind of a serious script. And then I find out that there's 
a full orchestra and it's going to be because remember every Batman, the animated series started in prime time. Mm-hmm. It used to air at seven thirties on like Thursday night. Oh, I don't, I don't Fox. think I knew that. Yeah. It was a prime time show. Like the first season then they moved it to Saturdays, but it was a prime time show. Yeah. They, they moved it around a lot, but they did give it a very short prime time slot. Yeah. The, the first episode I think was on leather wings, which is weird. It was, was, yeah, because that, that was Man Bat, yeah, and that wasn't really the first episode. Was Red Claw? Yeah. Okay. Who they? With Kate they... Mulgrew. Oh, that's right, Red Claw. Red Claw, because it. I feel like they intentionally didn't bring back, didn't have any big name villains for at least until like episode three or four. No, I have it backwards. You're right. I thought it was on Leather Wings. The first episode. The first episode in the series is on Leather Wings. Okay. The first episodes they aired was the Mark of Red Claw. Okay. The reason being is the closest movie that had come out that was Batman related was Batman Returns. And the Mark of Red Claw had Catwoman in it. Okay. So that and, way they. Because this series was only a few months after like Batman Returns had hit home video. Yeah. I think it was still in the theaters. Is it okay? No, I'm... you're right. It, it would it would have hit home video by then because it came out in the fall mm-hmm. of '92, and Batman Returns was summer of '92. Right. Um, I know we're past this, but I really wanted to share that. Um, Sack in the chat uh, says that "boofing" was the term Brett Kavanaugh used in his diary of various crimes. Yeah. Well, that's gross. Yeah, the less we know about Kevin or geez, Brian I, I Kevin, was geez. I'm I'm glad that the chat is also distracting for you because you were distracted by that. I'm distracted by Bex's whole comment about she's got an IV stuck in her arm. I know. <laughs> I was like, that's what I, I haven't said anything. I think she's been tweeting it, but to a limited audience. Sure. But she says she oh. has a non well never mind. Yeah, we'll we'll cut well, this out. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, it makes me any better. I just now hit record on the Zoom thing. But this also goes online. I can pull audio from that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to pull a Keelan. Um, yeah, that but great. anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, and I think um, Kevin brought it up. Uh, Finding Batman. Or yeah, that's yeah. a that's a book. Is that what he it's said? a book that came out. So it's a story that came out. I think it was in an anniversary issue. I think it was an anniversary issue of Batman for Batman's 80th. Birth. It was a big anthology. Sure. And they brought in a lot of different, not just comic book people. And Kevin Conroy Roy, wrote a short called Finding Batman. How he talks about he never. Okay, it was in DC Pride. Thanks, Bex. Um, I think in it he talked about he was like, I couldn't come out to anyone. Like everyone made fun of me and it was dangerous. And he connected with Batman and he's like, Oh, here's this guy who has to be somebody he's not all day long in front of everyone he cares about mm-hmm. because it's not worth the risk. And that's that's his story about finding Batman. Yeah. Uh the entire DC Pride 2022 anthology is now free to read. Oh, okay. Uh, good to know. Yeah, yeah, good for them. For me, the Finding Batman one's the best one in there. Um, but yeah, it is a fun issue. It's a lot better than what like Marvel puts out. They just reprint issues with their gay characters. 
Um, they are getting better. They did write, they did a couple original ones this year. Um, Norm keeps trying to share links or something. Yeah, I, for some reason, Norm or whatever, Twitch does not like certain things you're posting. So sorry, I can't, I can't do anything about it. Yep, the permissions thing. But yeah, the he also commented that Fox used to air all the Batman animated series out of order. That was the norm for most animation. Yeah, that was the norm for Fox. See, Sarah Connor Chronicles, mm-hmm. um, Almost Human. Firefly, like Fox doesn't believe they find an episode that like their head of programming thinks is cool and says open with that one. I hated that. I yeah. hated that that they did that on Almost Human, like because I picked up on it immediately and went, "The fuck!" Yeah, the whole point of that show is the evolution of the human character and the robot character. No, and what do they do? <laughs> they play the sex robot episode first out of order of all of it yeah that's a standard fox move it is yeah uh i've never seen almost human it um it's got carl urban in it it was great i loved uh, it's a cop show but who's the other guy um uh the other guy must be michael ely yes because he went on to do um stumptown I was gonna say I know mm-hmm. that name. Yep. There he is. Yeah, yeah. that's that's totally he, him. Like the but almost human is the first thing I saw him in. I'm like, oh he's gorgeous. I mean, look at this guy. It's like, oh yeah, if you were gonna build a perfect looking guy, there he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but ever since then, Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. Yeah. I don't I know everyone doesn't hear a voice when they're reading, but when I read a Batman comic, I only hear Kevin Conroy in my head. Um, when it's not Kevin Conroy, it will throw me for a while. I think the only person I never had a uh, reaction to was Will Arnett as Lego Batman yep. and Diedrich Bader as Batman Brave and the Bold. And Diedrich Bader is still continuing being Batman because he's now Batman on the Harley Quinn series. Yes. He's also, we'll get to it, the narrator on Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yes, he is. Um, um, I, yeah, I think the first non Kevin Conroy Batman in an animated series that I saw was, um, movie Christopher Pike, Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. He was, that was, um, was that year one adaptation? Mm, no, I think it was, it wasn't under the red hood. Well, a lot of the, all the new Kind of all of the weird DC animation they started doing after New 52, which is all a shared universe. And mm-hmm. it ends with that universe dying, basically. Like, it got really fucking bleak. Yeah. That was an all-new voice, everyone. Oh, uh, it was Red Hood. I, okay. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Bex. Because it New Joker, it was like a new everyone. Um, I, I just know that it, it, I, I've gotten used to it in others. Like, it's a different Batman in Young Justice. It was a different Batman in the uh, Crime Syndicate movie. But yeah, overall, like, like Andrea Romano did a fantastic job of picking the right people for the right parts over the years. She has to get like all credit. Yeah, she's for the un- DC animated world. Unsung hero of that. That's definitely true. Um, but her her casting Kevin Conroy was genius. Like it kind of started from there and was just perfect after that like yeah every voice cast that she did like, 
she cast uh, Jeffrey Combs as the Scarecrow. Yeah, no, she was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then of course, like he went on to voice Batman in the Arkham games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which are, yeah, they are what they are. Um, same with Mark Hamill, he reprised the voice of the Joker. I think the last thing they worked on together was the Killing Joke. Yep. Which is a shame because it's awful. <laughs> no. And it has a lot of unneeded stuff. Yeah. A that. lot of deeply problematic and unneeded stuff. I skipped it for many of those reasons. I I remember getting excited at first because the way Mark Hamill announced that he was coming back to do it, he was at a maybe Comic-Con or whatever. He just started reading the killing joke in character on stage. Oh, great. And I was like, Whoa. to where I was like, and then they announced the movie. And I remember thinking, I don't need the movie. Like, it's primarily 90% Batman and Joker talking for the entire fucking book. Yep. Mm. Just give me like black box theater, put both of them on a stool with a script and, and just film that. Yeah. Like that's, that's all I need. Like that's would be wonderful without all the horrible, but you know, Garth that... Ennis problematic stuff that was worked into it. Did he write that part? Was it Ennis or Ellis? I don't, that was the original no, no, no. When they because they had to expand it. Oh, Brian Azzarello added oh. things to the animated movie. That's weird. Okay, okay. Yeah. I I still haven't watched it. I I do know that. Uh, um, <laughs> back to the good part of the Sorry. the combination of uh, Conroy and Hamill, like um, I think it was when they first announced uh, that. Kevin Conroy is playing Batman in the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they announced that Mark Hamill's going to do it. He said in an interview, he's like, he's my Batman. Kevin Conroy is my Batman. Yeah. If he does something, yes, I'm there. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm retired from doing the Joker. I'm not doing the Joker anymore. We're done with the animated universe. I don't need to do the Joker. Right. Unless Kevin agrees to a project. If Kevin is there... And Kevin is Batman. I'm the Joker. Period. Nice. It's like because he's my Batman. If he shows up, I'm there. I'm I'm already all in. Wow. That's it's, it's odd. Like this because you know Mark Hamill always posts a photo because he's close with a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment of like, he's outliving all his friends. Yeah. Harrison Ford, not Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. Peter Mayhew. Kevin Conroy, like all these people that he was friends with and worked with. I just had that moment of like, it's probably awesome being Mark Hamill, but you know, in those like dark hours of the night where you're like, fuck. It's like when someone posts that image, because in Star Trek V, Kirk says, when I die, I always know I'll die alone. And they show that picture of like in the, in like the conference room when he's there with like Scotty, Spock, or he's there. And then it cuts to one where he's just by himself. And I'm like, yeah. Like Shatner's far from perfect, but I guess we're just hitting that age where that shit starts to happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, let's take a quick break and then come back with some movie reviews. Right. Yes, definitely. Kevin Conroy, thank you for everything. Yes, thank you so much. You will forever be the knight. That's right. We're going to take a short little break here and thank our sponsors. First up, of course, is Guardian Games. They have been our sponsor for well over a decade, and we 
just deeply, deeply thank them for that. So some cool news for for uh, folks that maybe work odd hours. Uh, Guardian Games has expanded their opening hours on Sunday. They are now open from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, that also includes the time that they will uh, buy magic cards from you. Actually, for magic cards, it's 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Um, it is by appointment only because, like, I've been there back in the day when there's like five people in line trying to sell their magic collection, and it you know it takes time. Um, you know, because some cards people just don't want. You know, like how many I don't know scribe sprites do you need? He says, dating himself as an old ass magic player. Um, <laughs> so yeah, by list by expansion or by appointment only. New Sunday hours, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, there's, uh, I think the new Adventures League, D&D Adventures League has kicked off. If you're at all curious about the kind of like new version of Dragonlance that's coming out in a few weeks, you can get a taste for it in the new Adventures League. Uh, they play every Tuesday, I believe. You can just drop in, grab a character and go and get a feel for the game. It's a really good way to find out about, uh, D&D. It's a lot of fun and I think you will enjoy it. And then finally, oh, Guardian Games. 345 Southeast Tater Street in Portland, Oregon. And then before we get back to the show, a big shout out to Rev Nat of Rev Nat's Hard Cider, who has been a friend and supporter of the show for many years now. We are coming up on the holiday season where you have festive things and your your palate switches to 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 spiced wine and ciders, and he's got you hooked up with Abbey Spice. So check it all out, shop.revnats.com, and maybe in the comments when you place an order, say, hey. I drink you because I listen to Geek in the City Radio, which we're going to get back to right now. We're back. Uh, we want to do first. You want to do weird, or do you want to do Wakanda Forever? Um, do you have a preference? I have. I didn't get a chance to see either, so Boom. it's between you guys. I, I'm watching Wakanda Forever tomorrow. So okay, I seen so it. let's let you review Wakanda Forever okay. last, uh, and now we'll talk about weird. Okay. Um, so one of the things that prompted me to say hey we should really talk about weird is um, the same reason that Weird Al Yankovic has been like doing PSAs you can watch this movie for free yes Roku made it you can watch it through their website you can watch it through your television's Chrome stick or Amazon Prime or Fire Stick or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you have Roku or can download Roku onto your streaming services, you can just watch it. You do not need an account. It does not cost anything. Weird Al very much wants you to watch this for free. Mm-hmm. He does not. I fucking care. <laughs> well, Roku is free. Yeah, Roku and free. the movie's free mm-hmm. without commercials. I had one commercial. Really? I had one leading up to it, and that was it. Yeah, I, we had one in-movie commercial about 30 minutes in, and then nothing. Okay. I mean, not to make it about that shit, but, like, I can't figure out how this movie makes its money back. I, I, I mean, video sales eventually. Sure. Maybe. Soundtrack sales. Because you don't pay for a Roku membership. Nope. It, like, yeah. I mean, I don't... Maybe they, I maybe they had... Outside funding from like some some you know Daniel strange Radcliffe could have funded f- the entire thing I, and yeah that's that is a an option he's not listed in the credits as a producer no but I mean Weird Al is but yeah like 
they Daniel Radcliffe also doesn't strike me as the kind of person who's like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you fund this, uh, I'll bankroll it, but you got to make me an EP. He doesn't that's, seem that that's way. That's a modern thing. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care. Exactly. He's got Harry Potter money. He does. He can do whatever He's... the fuck he wants. He does do whatever the he, fuck he and wants. And he still gets Harry Potter money. Yes. Yes, he does. As much as people like don't like supporting Harry Potter because J.K. Rowling gets the lion's share of residuals. Mm-hmm. Sure. All the people that speak out against her that were part of the film, they also get residuals. So it's kind of like years ago when like Moby sold one of his songs to like Volvo. Mm-hmm. And they called him a hypocrite. He just took all the money they gave him and dedicated it to fighting climate change and perfecting the electric car. He's like, "Look, it's a capitalist system. Learn to learn to manipulate it if you can." Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith donated all the money he gets from uh, Miramax. He still does. Yeah. I think they made the movie and Roku bought it. Roku produced the movie. Yeah. I thought that that group that used to be Funny or Die produced the movie. It, it is a Funny or Die. It's Funny or Die and Roku. Like, Roku is, I guess it's the distributor. They didn't really buy it. Yeah. Um, but they are, they're just as much into it. Like, it, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not the whole, that's and actually not like the point of yeah. we should be making for reviewing the film. Right. Um, the, so, if, go ahead. if you're expecting a true story biography, you're not getting that. Go read Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> or watch many interviews that, like, real heartfelt interviews that he has given many, many times. Yep. Um, this is Weird Al doing a parody of Oscar bait biopics about rock stars. Yep. <laughs> um, and once you're on board for that, and you, it forces you to get on board within the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of strikes me as the same concept, uh, generally speaking, as uh, Dewey Cox. Well, yeah, hard, kind of. It, yeah. It's it's got all of the beats that you see from a musical artist documentary, with the Although, sadness and the mm. torture and the losing your children. So much darker. I will say, Weird had it got dark at times that I was not expecting. Not that it's so much that it took me out, but I'm like, wow. That's like some serious stuff they're doing right now. And I'm giggling because it's Mm -hmm. so ridiculous because it's, you know, Weird Al being an alcoholic, which shouldn't be funny. Yep. But it is um, because it's not a funny subject. But when it's Weird Al, you know, it it works completely. Um, Wonderful cast. Radcliffe is, he just disappears Every once in a while, I hear him in the voice, but for the most part, it's like, no, that's that reminds me of a young Weird Al. Yep, I, I think the the scene where he's live on stage and just yelling at the crowd, and it becomes a bit, and then suddenly it's like, you're this is the Doors. Jim Morrison did this. Yeah, I, uh, I you're right. I first went uh, Iggy Pop. I did too, and Merrick looked at me and went, "No, that's this is Jim Morrison." I'm like, yeah. "Nope, you're right. Yeah, you're 100 right." I was just going with shirtless on stage, talking about whipping it out. Right. Mm. I'm like, because that's what Iggy Pop did. Um, but yeah, it's like all of that was an homage to the Doors, mm-hmm. which also had a very, very serious, bio, very serious <clears throat> Oliver Stone film. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I. It was so good. 
It was so good. And it wasn't just Daniel Radcliffe. Rain Wilson and um, uh, Rachel and Evel, Evan Wood were brilliant mm-hmm. in their roles. She Dr. just Dr. vanished into Madonna. Yeah. I didn't realize that was, uh-huh. Ray, that was, that was her, Rachel Evan Wood until whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still tell Evan it's Rain Rachel Wilson. Wood. I can't. Yeah. Is it Rachel Evan Wood or Evan Rachel Wood? I keep getting the, her names. Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood. Thank you. Dolores. Yes. <laughs> okay. Best known as. Yeah, best known um, as Dolores. Well, she used to be best known as something different when she was young. And then she went away for a while, right? Uh, True Blood. She was best known from True Blood. She actually just did an interview with Who her. was she in True Blood? I don't know. I didn't watch that show. Her and Radcliffe were both asked, like, what's the weirdest thing you ever had to do, like, as an actor? And Radcliffe talked about being a human jet ski. Right. <laughs> for, for, uh, and Evan yeah. Rachel Wood was like sitting naked on a stool in front of Anthony Hopkins for six hours. She's like, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> She's like pretending to be a robot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, oh, man. Ah. By yeah. the way, if you don't get the reference of Daniel Radcliffe as a human uh, jet ski. You then have... you have not been following our instructions because yes. we told you guys to watch that movie. I yes. still haven't seen it. so it's I know. Just oh, make it a double God. feature. Swiss Army Man and then Guns Akimbo. Yes. Oh man. I don't know if I can do that. Alternatively you could do Swiss Army Man uh, and Everything Everywhere all the time. Take your pick. Cable. Everything Everywhere all at once. Not all the time. Yeah. All oh, at once. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Fail. I have it at home. The point is Choose one of those combinations. Sure. Or don't. You could not, you could not torture yourself. Anyway, I, I could do both of those. I will lose an entire day because of that. Yeah. Guns Akimbo yes. is so brilliant. I do want to watch that one. That also has um, Samara Weaving. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. You'll never laugh harder than when her middle two fingers get blown off. She says, well, fuck, there goes my Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sophie uh, or Sophia Leclerc Vampire Queen was her role in True Blood thank you again Bex and she that means she's the one who has the cameo in What We Do in the Shadows the first that's season. right that's why yes. she's there. Okay. you guys can just call me Sophie it's fine because like the vampire queen she's like just whatever so Sophie so it's fine, so Sophie's fine. fine. It's, yeah. oh why did I why did I remember her being herself as a vampire the, you know because she was yeah they were all. Oh, I think she says the, you can just call me Rachel. Rachel yeah, it's fine. The okay. joke was, uh, they all played vampires because they're actual vampires. Yeah, yeah. that's what I remember. Yeah. Okay, so sh- sh- you can call me Rachel. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, back to weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although you know, going off on tangents is also in line with reviewing weird. It really is. Man, I, did that movie go off? Anyway. Yeah, I was talking to Cable a little before the show, and I said there were a few segments. That felt like unused and reworked bits from UHF. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that didn't really bug me, but I'm like, yeah, okay. I actually felt like a lot of the Madonna stuff was stuff that, like, maybe an early draft of UHF, like Madonna is someone who helps save the station kind right, of thing. Right. Um, but it's a it's a nitpick. It's a charming film, but don't think you're getting a biography of Weird Al. No, it is in, in no way, shape, or form. Yeah, in fact, if you know anything about him within the first 10 minutes, you know it's wrong because his parents in the movie discourage him from playing the accordion. Yep. And I believe his dad was a famous accord, like a famous polka player. He was not. 
Okay. Uh, is there, it, there is a famous. There's another Yankovic. that. Yeah. Um, I just had this up here. Also, well, Cable's was looking it up. There's a whole scene where he finally in high school goes to a goes to a high school party. God damn, I love that. And it's like a Midwest like polka party. party. <laughs> and they're like, hey man, hey, look at this. I got the accordion. Get away from me, man. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of the lines that we're that Al has in the movie, they're lines from songs. So when they try to make him play the accordion, he goes, just back off, man. Just back off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Frankie Yankovic is a famous accordion player. Okay, and no, but not related. No relation. That's just weird, man. Like it feels like, (laughs) not to generalize, but I feel like all Yankovic should be related. What origin is is Yankovic? Yankovic. Uh, Yankovic is Yugoslavian. Yugoslavian. Um, Maybe accordions are just really popular on the Eastern Bloc, and and if the, the the name Yankovic is from that region. There's, you know, it's somewhere along the line. It's a, I think it's a Midwest thing because that's. Except he's not from the Midwest. He's from Linwood, California. That's right, because he's straight out of Linwood. Yep. <laughs> um, oh my god! It also jumps around in musical timelines. It never really gets past. If you were to date it, the movie never really gets past eighty five, eighty six, mm-hmm. and he clearly plays songs that he did almost a decade later. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is fine. Whatever. Um, it's just good. It, and like I said, anyone can watch it. It's completely free. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think when it comes out on a Blu-ray, I'm definitely going to want buy it. If only because I'm assuming it's going to have a just a bizarre commentary. I hope so. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, be, yeah. yeah. I don't get excited about Weird Al the way other people do. It's not mm-hmm. something I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um but I do appreciate what he does, and uh, if Daniel Radcliffe is involved, I'm absolutely going to watch it. Yeah, but I get that. I if you didn't grow up a Weird Al fan, yeah, there's there's a there's you can no... appreciate him as an adult. But I have so many wonderful memories of me and my other like nerdy friends when no one's watching. Mm-hmm. We pop in the tape of Bad or whatever. Or fat, you know, and just just giggle playing it and like singing along to it and literally doing the dance moves to it and hoping you don't get caught because everyone will make fun of you. <laughs> huh. Um because that was that was me growing up. Like I my introduction to Weird Al was definitely Eat It. Mm, um, I think that was Yeah, that was for me too, was Eat It. But it it was also because I was actively listening to the Dr. Demento show. Well, you grew up here, like in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get, I didn't, my only exposure to Dr. Demento was on the rare times when my parents would let me stay up late and I'd watch Letterman and he'd come on with a guest. And the only one I remember is he came on with the fish heads guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's the only time I remember him. So here's the thing though. Like Dr. Demento is based out of Pasadena, California. So his show is syndicated. Yeah. I it just, was a local um I know that Reed used to play him too. He used to broadcast from Reed for a little while, I think. Yeah, that's because right. Because Music Millennium has an entire stack of 45s called the Dr. Demento files. But yeah. there there was a station out of Boise, Idaho that broadcast close enough for Ontario to pick it up. 
and that was where I like I would listen to the Doctor Demento. Show was it an that. AM station? No, it was an FM. Really? Well, was, syndication doesn't necessarily mean that it's available everywhere, right? Like you just people still have to opt into broadcasting it, right? Which is weird that somewhere in Boise, Idaho, was broadcasting the Doctor Demento show. The college town. You been to Boise, Idaho? It's still a college town. It is a college town. But... <laughs> See, in my in Susanville, there was there was literally um KSU. It was literally K S U E KSU. Mm. And it was it was country. Like that was it. Oh, gross. Like eventually we got a classic rock station out of Chester. Um and then I've told us before, like late at night, because AM travels. Travels really far if the weather's right. Like mm-hmm. AM travels thousands and thousands of miles if you get lucky. There was a the UNR radio, College of University of Nevada, Reno, whatever. They had a rate AM station. And like every Wednesday night at like 2 a.m., they played The Shadow. And I would set my alarm to wake myself up and listen, <laughs> listen to The Shadow and then go back to bed. If any station was going to broadcast Dr. Demento, it was them, but I never heard it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my dad knew a lot about Dr. Demento. Weird. Yeah, but he was also a stoner in the 70s. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> That'll do it. I was not a stoner in the 70s. Yeah, my dad was, yeah, he was so a stoner was like, in the yeah. 70s, and that's in Southern California. Yeah, I was a child in my single digits, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that had been a little weird. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I grew up with Weird Al, so it was, and to this day, one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. I still want to see him in concert. I, that's the one thing I haven't done, and I, I do want to see him in concert. There's a costume change for almost every song. Yep. I don't know how he does it. Other than he, he eats probably well, he works out, doesn't smoke, doesn't drink. No, he goes back and changes. Oh, like, okay. when he does fat, he comes out in the fat suit. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wig changes everything. Well, just because he goes off stage to do it doesn't mean he isn't, like, doing some sort of, like, a tearaway layering thing. Maybe, like, every two to four costumes Maybe. he actually has yep. to like reset with a brand new two to four costumes but yeah he is he is a, a doesn't drink doesn't smoke he's been vegan for like 20 years now i think Veg, he, yeah he started out vegetarian, vegetarian yep. yeah what does he do writes Lizzie. goofy songs <laughs> yeah. lives with his family like does this thing he has a wife and daughter yeah, he used to keep every single fan mail ever written to him and a couple years ago he did his whole post like i'm sorry guys i can't I feel really bad. He had something like eight tractor trailers. Oh my he's like, god! I, he's like, I can't keep doing this. I'm very sorry. We're gonna recycle all the paper. Like he felt bad. He's like, keep writing me. I will still respond, but I can't keep them anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there are reasons that his career has managed to span this amount of time, and it's not just because he's incredibly intelligent and good at what he does, but it has evolved over time. He has had his setbacks and come back from them. Mm -hmm. And he's just genuinely a good person. That's definitely the picture that has been painted for me uh, by everyone I know who is a fan. Lin-Manuel Miranda is a fan. And he also has a cameo in the movie. That doesn't surprise me. He's in his his mid to late 30s. Yeah, but like... And he's a musical artist. To the degree that when he became friends with Weird Al, Mm -hmm. he's like, can't believe I'm friends with Weird Al. I'm friends with Weird Al now. No, that totally, I yeah. absolutely because they did that a, dynamic. I think it was on either Kimmel or Fallon. 
Um, they both guessed at the same time. They did. I think Lin Manuel Miranda was maybe a co-producer on his most recent album or something. Mm-hmm. But Weird Al did one of his, like, you know, he does like a polka version. He'll sing like ten yep. lines from every song. He did all of Hamilton with Lin Manuel Miranda as as a polka as a polka. And you can see Lin Manuel Miranda so almost good. on tears as he's singing oh, and dancing wow. with him. Yeah. I, I might need to find that. Um, Dave Grohl said that's how we knew Nirvana had made it when, you know, Smells yep. Like Nirvana came out. He's like, <laughs> he's like, that's just, he's like, if Weird Al covered, did a parody, like, you made it. I, I think that's, that is the, the bits in Weird that are real. Like, they they jokingly talk about how, like, if Weird Al has parodied your song, you get the bump, and suddenly... Yeah, the you, Weird Al bump. You, you, Except like, spoilers when he's convinced that Michael Jackson stole Beat It from Eat It, saying Eat It was an original song. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not real. But the, Who's this hack Michael Jackson who steals from me? <laughs> but the, like, uh, they, they talk about uh, the um, the Kinks and Joan Jett mm-hmm. and for, you know, I love Rocky Road and my Bologna. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that, in to a degree, is true. Every time someone hears a new Weird Al parody, they're like, "Where's this original song from?" And they seek it out. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, okay, I like this too." What does this other band do? Yeah. That being said, I went years thinking Yoda was an original song because <laughs> you'd never heard the original. I've never heard Lola ever, ever, and I think I was like in my early twenties. And I hear Lola. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I said, this guy's just ripping off the tune to Yoda. And my friend at the time was like, you dumb bastard. <laughs> I, I knew that Yoda came from a song called Lola, but it was still like from when I heard Yoda to when I heard Lola, mm-hmm. it was still several years. Same. And then I heard Lola and went, oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is a song. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I do, under, uh, to my understanding, there are artists who are like really uptight about their stuff and are offended. He asks if, he, if they nope. say no, he won't do it. The, at, at, to date, there's only been one that was public about that, and that was Coolio. No, there were two. Metallica? No, they, he's never covered he's Metallica. He's never covered Metallica. Uh, Coolio, they said, he said it was like my agent screwed up and the media blew out of proportion. They yep. were tight uh, by the end. Yep. The other one, okay, so if you watch white and nerdy the video mm-hmm. the scene where he's uh on saying i can edit wikipedia he's editing the wikipedia entry to another uh hip-hop artist the person he asked to do that song i have to look it up that artist told him no and that's what he went to right and dirty uh, oh. that might be my favorite weird al song because it's the first one that i heard with regularity mm-hmm. to like i got know, a lot of airplay up. yeah um it did it was good i forgot i rewatched the video when we wrapped up the movie i forgot in the beginning the two black men are key and peel yep. huh. in the video i was like that's fucking key and peel i didn't Definitely. realize that because that would have been before the key and peel show it they was. were probably already a, they were already working on stuff yeah but... no hold on that yeah. song's it's not, been, it's been... not that old 2006 the album. If Key and Peele was out, they were still a very niche show on Comedy Central. Key and, P, Key, Key and Peele, 2012. So six years. So six years. Before... So he knew them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, Which go. makes sense because 
they're all in comedy. Yeah. When Hisham says the skit he did with Huey Lewis for Funny or Die is really great. I need to watch that one. It's it's a parody of a parody. So it's it's Huey Lewis doing American Psycho to Weird Al about I want a new drug, a duck. And Huey Lewis ends up chopping Weird Al to bits with an axe and being like, who's laughing now, Al? Let me go. Uh, Kevin's got multiple examples of artists who who said no or their manager said no mm-hmm. uh, until until word got out. Yeah. Uh, not like in the public, but with the artists or whoever. And and then they rectified that. Yeah, it's always the manager. It's never the artist. The artist goes... Fuck yes. What are you talking Usually, about? Yeah. Of course. I've even had that experience with like other random things and like recording artists or whatever, where they've been like, well, I don't know if they'll be down for that. And then somehow the creator finds out and they're like, yeah, you could do it. I don't care. Like, why do you think that that, I would say no. Like, <laughs> I think it was probably around like the second or third year of Geek in the City Radio is when, I think it was when Straight Out of Linwood was leaked like a few weeks early. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to play some of his songs. We used to do musical breaks. I just went to his web page. page. I just went to his web page and wrote him. Mm-hmm. And he wrote me back like two days later. Like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Go ahead and play it. He's like, and he said, in fact, you can play any of my stuff. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's stories like that that I'm like, you don't have to tell me. I've I've already gleaned that he is a he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that. Uh... There's a video of both him and Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, they're just hanging out, and it was like this was like uh, I, this may have been like just pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. um, but someone was breaking the news to Weird Al. It's like you're going to star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's like this is fantastic, and Lin's like this is fantastic. Yeah. It's like spoilers. So are you. What? Because <laughs> they didn't know. Neither one of them knew about the other or the, their their own. So they're just kind of going, jumping yeah. up and down. Like, what? This is amazing. So that's so great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Check out Weird again. Like it's it's free. There's no reason why you don't watch it. It will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It's just a good time. It is nearly two hours long. Oh, trapped in the drive-through. And it goes right. It goes so fast. It does. That is one of his greatest parodies of all time. I I'm looking at the list of tracks on the the album uh, from that White and Nerdy oh, is on the Straight Out of Linwood. Straight Out of Linwood. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm like, oh, I know some of these. Trapped in the drive thru is just genius. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. It, it's a good one. Yeah. Maybe I'll listen to that on the ride home. Yeah. There you go. Maybe I'll even finish it before I get home. So uh, yeah, there it is. Check it out. It's fine. Yeah. You will really like it. Awesome. I am bummed I didn't get a chance to see it before this, but I just could not get my shit together. That's fine. You will. You'll watch it, and then you're going to go, oh, my God. Yes. I'm going to wow. get all these text messages from you. Yes. So on Friday, I went and saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so right out the gate, it's a very emotional film. Um, for obvious reasons, because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman and how they have to deal with that, um, they do a really good job. Like Ryan Coogler directs them perfectly with a hell of a script. 
And also very much because Angela Bassett sells the shit. She's, she gives probably one of her greatest performances ever. And that's saying a lot because she's Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't shy away. I know other reviews have said this, so I have no problem saying it. The first 10 minutes deals with the passing of Chadwick Boseman and right. in the movie of T'Challa. Um, it doesn't shy away from it. It puts it front and center. Um, so much, you know, you get the Marvel fanfare at every Marvel movie with like the punching and then the dun 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 dun, dun like the heroic music. Mm-hmm. You you don't get that in this. You get you get the Marvel logo and stuff, but it's all Chadwick Boseman. Only maybe half of him is Black Panther. The rest of him is like interacting with fans behind the scenes of him, like laughing and just kind of being alive. And it's a very somber song playing, and the Can- movie just starts it just goes from there mm-hmm. i think given what given his passing and how public everything was afterwards like i think that's the only thing that you can do with a movie like this is let both your cast and crew and the world at large all mourn together and celebrate his life together right and this is the best way to do this as opposed to having a wake where every everyone on the planet shows up. Yeah. Because you can't and, do that. Yeah. And and you've seen from the trailer there is a funeral. Yeah. Um but yeah it's not like yeah don't expect the Avengers to show up no. for King T'Challa's funeral. Like no they, they don't which is good. Um because it's not about that. Yeah so the quick plot I I'll give it without spoilers. Um the end of Black Panther, Wakanda was made public to the world. Their mm-hmm. outreach programs and all that stuff mm-hmm. doesn't go very well because Wakanda is the only place that has vibranium, and vibranium is the thing to have in the MCU. If you can't have right. Infinity Stones, have vibranium. Um, and you know, world powers don't like that, and they begin to try things to get their own vibranium. Only we are responsible enough for the world-ending materials. Yes. We will, we, we you, you're just not responsible yeah. enough. Yeah, so let us you've seen in the trailer, like, special force-type troops or whatever, clearly trying to take vibranium. Um, the, the one thing I'll say is that the, the crux of the plot is that a nation finds evidence that vibranium on the asteroid also landed somewhere in the Atlantic, which is how you get uh, Namur and his people, mm-hmm. uh, because they have also built an entire kingdom around vibranium an underwater kingdom. Now I noticed there was a pronunciation change. There. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so he's got a line and I think it's in one of the trailers where he gives these, like my people call me Titlakan. But he leans in close and says, but my enemies call me Namur. He is the, does that mean something? It does. If you want to know, there is, I'll say it, there is a flashback to when he is a kid, a very young kid. By the way, um, especially for me, because of all the research I was doing for Season of the Bruja, um, you know, if you have like a Latin heritage, get ready for them flashbacks. 
Because okay, boy okay. oh boy, are they fun to watch! All right, uh, it's just Spanish doing what the Spanish do in like right. you know, fifteen eighty. Oh, that sounds great. Led by the guy who was so awful. Yeah. Um. So I'll give a quick backstory why he why he calls himself that. Um, as his spoilers, as his mother is being as this. There's a whole thing. His mother asked, "I see if I go into it too much, yep. it'll give yeah, things if, away." If you, if Basically, if, what happens is a Catholic priest looks at a young uh, Namur and yells out, basically in Spanish, "You will never know love, no amor." Ah, uh, okay. That's where okay. he takes the name from. What is interesting uh-huh. is that, and I think this was very much intentional on Ryan Coogler's part. I know it bugged some people, but I think it was an intentional choice, and I kind of like it. Um, apart from his people and himself, no one says his name correctly. They that all, was going to be my follow-up They question. all call him Namor, and it is Namur. Mm. I think it's an intentional choice that Ryan Cooler said, let's have everyone who isn't his people fuck up his name. Because that's the way it is yep. for anyone with a different-sounding name. Yeah. And and people mean and well get, when they try, but sometimes that's worse. And I think there's a an irony of Wakandans refusing to say his name correctly. I think that's an intentional choice by Kugler, and I kind of applaud him for doing that. Um again, the film is very emotional, it's very strong. There is not a weak performance in it in it at all. Um Tenak Huerta is amazing as the king of Atlantis. Again, Angela Bassett. Like, I feel like, why do I comment on her? Because she's Angela Bassett. Uh, it's wonderful. Um, Winston is... Duke doesn't have the biggest part in it, but he gets the best laugh <laughs> with as M'Baku. There's, there's a part with M'Baku and a fucking carrot, and it's a dumb visual gag, but it works so well. It works so well, they may not pull it off three times in the same scene. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, wow. It's pretty I, good. I really yeah. liked M'Baku. Um, I love Mbaku. Yeah. Like, he was... I liked the way he was set up as the artificial antagonist for the first Black Panther. It's like, no, you're not really the bad guy. You have a difference of opinion. Yeah. And a different way of doing things. But you still want what's best for Wakanda. Yeah. Um, uh, Latina Wright as Shuri. There's a really good emotional journey in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to disconnect my own personal feelings knowing how she feels about the vaccine. And that was hard for me. Yeah. Uh, I, um, yeah. Speaking of pronunciations, I think it's Letitia. It is Letitia. I messed it up. But she's a terrible person and who cares? No, well, she no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Uh, Dominique Thorne. I think we get, the debut of, we get the debut of Iron. <laughs> Look, of all the people in America to be um, suspicious of the government saying, take this, it's safe would be African-Americans. Yep. Not yes. a good history of America. Nope. Testing on them. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, yeah, Dominique Thorne, we got the debut of Ironheart. It's very cool. Um, yeah, everyone's great in it. I, I, it's, um, the performances are all very strong. Um, there, I have read some reviews, and I've actually gotten messages from people uh, whose opinions I really like that were like, I'm really upset that the debut of... Latin American superheroes is like, they're the villain. Like, do they have to go to war? And I get that. 
But as I thought more about the movie, when I watch it again, I think about the context of why Namor feels like you're either with me or you're against me. A very much, we're not trusting anyone ever again. We yep. trusted a world power one time, and it cost, and it be, and it was Armageddon. <laughs> yep. And again, I think Kugler is making an interesting comment here in that the Wakandans don't understand that because the whole point of Wakanda is that they were never invaded. They were never colonized. They were never conquered. Nope. So they don't. Their perspective is completely different. Completely different. They know it's bad. They know of the colonizers because Mm -hmm. they were surrounded by them, but they themselves were never actively an enslaved, repressed and conquered people. That's right. We know they know about colonizers because it's a casual insult for them. Uh, So Ross is back as Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. And, and there is even a line where Shuri's like, how's my favorite colonizer doing? <laughs> and he's like, good to see you too, Princess Shuri. You know, and he like rolls with it. But there is, I get, I get the anger behind Namor mm-hmm. and his people too. They're like, they decided to not join with us. I'll fuck them. It's very much a mentality of like, you get one chance. Like we could be really good allies. You have vibranium. We have vibranium. All these nuclear powers want it. What say you and I just fucking conquer them and knock this shit off. And Wakanda's like, basically like, no, that's not how you make friends. And then Moore's like, I ain't trying to make friends. I'm trying to keep my people alive, which means you have to be the first ones to fall now. Yeah. Um, Okay. Right, right. Yeah, and when your country is relatively close to the ocean, uh, Namor doesn't have to do much to strike first. That all makes sense? It happens in the comic, too, when Bendis wrote it. Like, he drowns Wakanda City Mm. and is like, Mm. I have intentionally left a fraction of your population alive to remind you that I can do it all. Um, So I get why people would be angry at the choices that he makes with his people. But I understand why. In much the same way, at the end of the first Black Panther, I was like, you know, Killmonger wasn't that wrong. No. He just went about it the wrong way. Right. Just like, um, what's his face? Thumbhead. Purple thumbhead. With the the glove and the stones. Um, Oh, Thanos? Thanos. Thanos Thanos was, you know, like, not totally wrong either. But it's messed up. Thanos could have... Doubled the amount of resources. I actually... I, I, <laughs> it's true. I'm not on that side. Thanos was wrong. Again, Killmonger is, was not. Killmonger was... Remember, Thanos is the mad tyrant titan. Right. It's not even that. It's And also he's obsessed with death to begin with. Thanos is... Thanos takes the ultimate pessimistic side and nihilistic side of things. Where everything is awful, so fuck it. Um, Killmonger. The bean approach. <laughs> Humanity sucks. Fuck them. <laughs> let's have an existential crisis here. Yeah, let's do it. Killmonger had a, a very delineated it's like he believed that it would be better if he was just in charge of everything and did not want to trust any any anyone to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was going to use the resources of Wakanda to take over everything. So he was just in charge. Yeah, only I can protect us Correct. from yeah. the yes. rest of the world. And that is, while I understand where that comes from, I don't agree with that 
point because that by doing that, you cut yourself off from the opportunity to find the other voices that say, I like your idea. I have a better, I have another one that could complement that. I too want the better solution. Mm. And you can find those people that way. If you cut them all off and say, no, my way, my way or the highway, then that doesn't work. Can you tell I have moved into a management position <laughs> and have to find yeah. mutual common ground between people who might have disparate opinions? And with Namor, <laughs> his attitude is, I will do anything to keep my people safe. Right. Um, because Which he I was get behind the, that. Yeah. And basically when the Condons are like, we're not doing this. Like, we'll find a way to make peace with the other worlds. His attitude, and I understand, is basically like, you know what? My people tried that 600 years ago, mm-hmm. and it got us wiped out, mm-hmm. apart from who's left. Um, it's kind of cool to hear, um, you know, Nawale spoken at times, because when he talks to his people, there is a scene where he says, I refuse to use the tongue of the vulgar Spaniards and their vulgar tongue. He could speak Spanish. He just sure. don't like to. I think that's fair. Yeah. No. You know. uh, I remember on an interview, Lupita Nuango was so excited. She got to do scenes in Spanish because she's from Mexico. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. She's, I think she's Kenyan and Mexican or Nigerian and Mexican. There, there is so much about yeah. this movie. She's Kenyan somebody. and Mexican. Mm. She was so excited to be able to do scenes in Spanish when she has, she has scenes in the Yucatan. So that's cool. Yeah. Great. I'm I'm excited for this movie on so many levels. Yes. And like hearing this doesn't I don't feel like anything is being spoiled. I'm just getting excited for the l- layers that Kugler and company have built into it. Yeah, they they really have. I can't I can't wait. Uh Kevin brings up a really good point. Uh he says a lot of this goes back to the importance of representation. White heroes, especially male white heroes, are so plentiful that nobody blinks an eye if you they throw a non-ideal interpretation at you. You know, like the the understandable bad guy and the, mm-hmm. the flawed hero. But with other ethnicities and nationalities, we get so few of them that like it's like you're really gonna give us one and he's also gonna be kind of in a gray area mm-hmm. and where we don't even really know is he a good guy or a bad guy because i remember that when the trailer for this movie first came out a lot of people were upset about like oh fucking great we finally get brown people in the mcu and they're the bad guys yeah and i know that that once it was more clear people were like, okay okay fine but it's it's still a more complicated yeah nuance is important they are <laughs> The adversary to Wakanda. Yes. Um, yeah. I, slight I, spoilers. Three, two, one. If it has a bad guy, it's France. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I, I, there you go. That's it. Oh, Americans are going to roll around in that like a pig and shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, he also brings up that it's important that a lot of subtext, or um, Bex does, that they filmed a lot of stuff in Haiti. No, that's still Kevin. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, oops. Either way, it's still it, it's still there. Yeah, it's it's their whole. Their two pseudonyms get confusing sometimes, and I, I forget. Yeah, but 
I I actually know what Bex's pseudonym is. I do too. I don't know why my brain went. No, no, I know what hers means. Ah, okay. Oh, I feel oh, like right. we mentioned talked about you it have, when we first started. I'm never telling you. Uh, I'll just go listen to that episode. There is a mid credit scene. I didn't tell Ben either. I have never given away. I could have sworn we had a conversation about where that name comes from. I think she gave Cable permission one time to say it on the air. I do believe you have. It's neither here nor there. Sure. Go on. Um, I'm looking at some of the cast members and be like, oh man, she had a really cool part. But if I say it, it gives things away. Sure. Of you know, characters you have seen make their current their newest appearance mm-hmm. in, in Wakanda forever. Um, uh, I, I Wakabi's am... not in it. Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Oh, okay. Because um, well, he was filming Nope. He was filming Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, which gives Okoye something interesting. Good. It's very quickly, and I went, oh, okay. Cool. Huh? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I am looking forward to the growth of uh, Okoye and uh, Makia and mm-hmm. Shuri. And I never learned the the queen's name, but um, Ramonda. Ramonda. Like, I, I am glad that that we get a more meaty performance from Angela Bassett. She's given a lot to do in this one. She does a lot of emotional heavy lifting, especially the first half of the movie. Which I would imagine is probably I mean, also how you, she feels in real life, too. Yeah, you see things. her in the trailer. She's like, you are spe- I am the queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and I have lost everything. My yep. family is dead. Yep. Um, yeah. That's not spoilers. She says that in the trailer. Yeah, she does. So, Which, which has been making me go, happen in this movie <laughs> um yeah I, stuff stuff and things i can't recommend it enough it's doing like killer numbers at the box office which yeah. i thought it would not that that's a gauge of whether a film is good or not but um well these days there's so many people trying to like uh what review bomb and shit um i mean there's no way they're gonna be able to do it with this one what i do think is interesting as as a conversation pertains to heroes and people of color and representation um, a lot of the media outlets in Mexico are losing their shit. They're annoyed that there are so many dark-skinned Mexicans in this movie. Because if you watch TV in Mexico, it's a lot of white people that just happen to have Spanish last names. Yep. You know, um, Mexico's got a serious color problem. Yes, like, yes, they do. Really bad. Really bad. Uh, and the actors in Wakanda Forever are having a field day calling it out. Like I've seen um, what I have to go on interviews before they even get to ask him. He starts to grill them about like, Hey, last week you were concerned about the lack of, you know, there weren't a lot of white Mexicans in this movie. And he's like, why do you think that needs to happen? Like he's not holding back at all. Um, and then there was a thing on stage where he and Lupita Nyong'o start dancing, and it's the most charming thing ever. It's also hard to watch because it's like the two most beautiful people on the planet <laughs> dancing with each other, and you're like, I, "I'm I'm a chud over here. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go eat my pizza. Leave me alone." <laughs> it's the oh, I I envy you and want to be you. <laughs> God, it's like years ago when I went to a friend's wedding, and he's from Nigeria, and his family came, obviously. 
I remember looking at all of us Portland schlubs and being like, what the fuck, man? Like, did they just send over all these like mythical gods and goddesses to join in the wedding party? And we're like, look, let's go have a little PBR. Uh, Meanwhile, Portlanders don't even dress up nice for a lot of things. Hey, when I went to, they had two weddings and I went to the one that was Nigerian themed. I was part of the, well, groom side or whatever. Mm. I got to wear like fancy dashikis and stuff. Oh, cool. Those things are comfortable. Now I know why people wear them. I say, doesn't uh, David Walker wear one all the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do let you get lazy when it comes to taking care of yourself because, mm. you know, they don't show your form a whole lot. Boy, are they comfy. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, go see this movie. It's great. It's it's wonderful. Uh, there is a mid-credit scene, so stick for that. Uh, there is not a post-post-credit scene. They're just one. Just one. Okay. That will have the nerds. What does this mean? Right. I think it's pretty obvious what it means. If you guys want to know, I can tell you off camera or whatever. No. It's not a... Oh, afterwards. No, I'll just wait till I see yeah, it. Yeah, when I saw it, I'm like, eh, okay. I'm going to see it tomorrow. Fine. And I definitely Fine. won't know what it means because I don't have all the, the background lore. It doesn't have any of that. It's... It, never mind. Okay. Yeah. We'll, but we'll still, I was Moving like... On. Whatever. Fine. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, but yeah, again, every time Winston Duke is on screen as M'Baku, he kind of steals the scene. <laughs> Whether it's a serious part or a or a humorous scene, he he pretty much runs away with it. Um, I still love that every time Okoye is on screen fighting, whether alone or with the... Why am I going blank? Dora Milaje? Yeah, the Dora... Uh... Uh, the Dore Melage. Yeah. They have that musical cue. It's just this it's just, it's just this good beat that makes you want to fight. Mm. And every time she does something on stage, you're like, yeah, fucking Okoye, get him. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's that thing every time she uses that damn spear of hers, you go, yeah. You know? <laughs> Those spears. So fucking cool. Um I I still love the bit of trivia that I learned from when Falcon and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was on, and they were talking to the the lead Dora Milaje from that, Mm -hmm. and she talks about the fact that they they pretty much have a phone tree system where they are in contact all the time, regardless of what show they're oh yeah that's cool they're working on because they all still work out and practice and will drop everything to show like it's part of their contract too, but right. they will drop everything, show up, be the door melage. That's awesome. And they're all trained. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's terrifying. You know what that <laughs> um, sounds you're like? Actors. Sounds like yeah. being on a roller derby team. Kind of. They kinda. train together, they work out and lift together. They have like derby wives that are like paired up as BFFs. Right. And, uh, and yeah, they will be there for one another at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So even at California Adventure, at the Avengers campus, when mm-hmm. the Dora Milaje show up, it's still like, even, it's not even like the people you see in the movies, but like, you know, Disneyland still hired women that would just destroy your ass. <laughs> Jeez. And I read about them a little bit. Like a couple of them you see, they're like, you'll see what their like their facial tattoos and, like, some of them just went and got that after they saw Black Panther. Like, nope, that's how I want to look. Okay. Um, and they're making a big announcement that M'Baku's going to land for a little while at Avengers Campus. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, nice. It won't be Winston Duke, right. but 
you know. I mean, that would be cool if it was, but that would be weird if it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're what's Duke? Why are you? Never mind. <laughs> Do what you want. Well, what's his name has done it before? Harding? As Spider-Man? Really? Yeah. Huh. You'll see videos. Of, and usually it's close to when the movie's coming out, so it's also half promo. Mm. But he'll pose for... He'll oh, take, Holland. Holland. He'll take, like, poses with him, and then he'll be like, whoo, pulled that. He'll take his mask off. People lose their shit. Yeah. Um, Gotta watch some Spider-Man actors. Gotta watch the Spider-Mans. Yeah. They'll get you. <laughs> they do what... Well, they does what a spider can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, now, now I have, to bring it back... I have Weird Al Yankovic uh, sing us a song or spin us a web. Spin us a web. You're the Spider Man. -Man. Yep. Yeah. I think this is a good place to wrap it up. That's not in weird. No, probably didn't get the rights. Uh, Next week, we might have a guest potentially. Um, Maybe we'll talk. Okay. We will talk. I'm still trying to get Rucka on. I just got to nail him down. That dude's busy. We're like here. Crazy busy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Bean Rita. And I am Cable Hashitani. And we will speak to everybody next week. <laughs>